Remember War. Ooh, yes. Wow. Judge Dredd. Judge Dredd, that shit. That's Judge Dredd. Yeah. No, I, and then I'll just be like the kid and be like, I'm so sorry. Here's, here's the purse bag. And she's like, oh, My sister has the plague and no paladins will come to our house and heal her. <laughs> you totally could go to Maybe that's it's because really you're spicy. trespassing. And welcome to Strange New Worlds Productions, brought to you by Legend uh, Lore. Yeah, why don't you flip that next time, buddy? <laughs> and we're I, off to a great start. As soon as I started just, saying it, I'm like, yeah, this, this is the way this it starts. Is, this, is, this is what happens when you take a week off. Uh, this is what happens you get when you rusty. take a week off. So welcome to Legend Lore, brought to you by Strange New Worlds Productions. Don't get me giggling. Thank God you're professional. Do not company. get me giggling. I am the law. No, I'm Dungeon Master Mike. <laughs> And to my left this is Dungeon Emperor Popazine. <laughs> yes. I like that upgrade. <laughs> I want to be the agent of chaos, Cody. There we go. I am Beltor. <laughs> <laughs> or just DM Osborne. Are you like a belt merchant or something? <laughs> belt. Beltor the Come belter. on down to Beltors. We got belts of all kinds of sizes. Hey, yeah, guys. Cool this, name too. <laughs> this is a Dungeon Master Rockfist, also known as John. Today we're going to be talking about alignment and uh, a lot of things about alignment we've talked discussed over the years of playing together. And in a lot of ways, our group is a little more loose with alignment, I think, because we tend to play more multifaceted characters, but it has come into play at times that we have played. So I'm going to start off with a little bit of a history about alignment, because some of the stuff I had to look up since I started with, you know, at, well, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, and then really started into second edition as being the thing that was mine. Uh, so apparently Gary Gygax credited the inspiration for the alignment system to my favorite fantasy author, Michael Moorcock, and also the sci-fi author, Paul Anderson, who had some similar kind of uh, ideas about law and chaos too in some of his books. And the original version only included three alignments. That was either lawful, chaotic, or neutral. And that really fits into that whole Moorcockian thing. And as you guys kind of experienced as we were playing Boost, uh, the quest for Boost, I took a lot from Moorcock because you guys were dealing with the Lords of Law, dealing with the Lords of Chaos, and uh, dealing with the balance in between. So apparently the 1977 box set included a new, the new axis of the original three alignments that are kind of what we know today. And then in second edition, they retained that. But it was the first time that they ever said that character who performs things outside of that alignment might affect their character within the game as far as like having to change alignments, sliding to different positions on the axis, basically. And pretty much, I think fourth edition pretty much kept most of the same things from what I understand. Um, but they did uh, replace, I think they replaced neutral, good, and neutral, chaotic, something. They've replaced a couple things, and I, I should remember the shit, but I forget it already. Um, anyways, and then we come to 5th edition, which is what we have now, which we were going to be discussing probably a little bit more of, I would think. So uh, who wants to kind of kick this off? Well, I mean, alignment, I remember when I first came to 2nd edition, right? And I made my first character, and there was that space on the character sheet that said alignment. And I went, what is that? Like, you know, it's kind of a weird concept that you don't really see in any other game, right? Or like you might see it more today, but back then it really was a Dungeons and Dragons thing, you know, and you just for anyone who might not know, this is essentially you saying, is your character good or evil? Are they a chaotic leaning person or a lawful leaning person? Um, and 
you know, when you think about your character, it's usually, I think, one of the last things you think about. Like, unless you right. said, hey, I want to make a chaotic, neutral character, and you sort of start with the alignment as the inspiration. I think most of the time when we create a character in our minds, we think of the backstory of the character. We think of the personality quirks. We think of all the, you know, how we want them to look, you know, physically and what class they're going to be. And then there's sort of this natural conclusion about alignment that sort of emerges from those factors. Um, and that usually guides us into it. But, um, um, you know, should we list out what the different alignments are just in case people? Yeah, yeah we should definitely talk okay. about what we got for, for that. Oh, and before I forget, because I just looked it up. So in D&D 4th uh, edition, what they did was they reduced the number of alignments to five. They had lawful, lawful, I'm sorry, lawful good, good, evil, chaotic evil, and unaligned. So they kind of got rid of everything else on the axis that, that we that we know. Yeah, that was a mistake. I, what I like about the alignment system as it exists is it does take those, it's like you said, an axis, right? Where you yeah. have, is, are, am I chaotic in my nature? Or am I ordered in my nature? You call it lawful, but really we're talking about chaos and order, right? Um, which is a really you know, powerful concept in philosophy. Right. And then you have good versus evil, which, you know, most of us, you know, from Western society, that's a really important thing in our mythology is who's good, who's evil. Right. Um, but what's cool is when you make an access point of good and evil and chaotic and lawful, you get really nuanced takes on those things. Right. And that's what the alignment system does. So you have the chaotic, you know, you have chaotic, good, chaotic, neutral, chaotic, evil, you have lawful, good, lawful, uh, evil, uh, lawful, neutral, which we don't, really hear, hear a whole lot about. No. Um, and then you have the neutral, which is neutral, good, neutral, evil, and then true, true neutral. Right. So like I said, that is a decision that I think comes at the end of, you know, thinking about your character a lot of times, but when you get into the game, it affects a lot of the stuff you do with your character. Right. And in fifth edition, I think lawful and neutral basically says you act in accordance to the law, uh, traditions and own personal, your own personal codes. And they actually attribute that to like monks being kind of lawful, lawful neutral. Like basically I'm going to get out of this whole good versus evil game and I'm just going to focus on my philosophy and my order. Right. Yeah. That kind of thing. And, and, and kind of, and I think that lawful to me, at least the way I look at that, that lawful neutral, it is almost about self-discovery probably more than anything else, but it's also could be uh, construed as doing the better good basically. Right. Doing what's best for the whole is also best for me kind of thing. So that's at least my personal take on it. It's all about the balance. It's all about the balance, man. Okay, Morton Keenan. <laughs> That's how Reginald started out was uh, lawful evil. I mean, or lawful uh, neutral. Um, you know, until he drank <laughs> even blood. Uh, but that's how he started out was just he had a code of ethics that he had basically tattooed on his arm. Um, and he followed those codes uh, to the to the letter. And, you know, that didn't turn out really well in the end because he drank demon blood and the tattoos went away when his demon arm grew out. But, you know, anyways, that's how he started. That's how I wanted him to be was just like this lawful neutral character that didn't, there was good and evil in the world, but I've got to serve this law that I have. Uh, and I've got to remain neutral from all parties and see everything going um, so I can judge um, without bias. Self-righteous. I had a character, Chakur, and he was lawful evil. And he worked along the party and he cooperated and he, he followed, you know, we had like a captain and he followed the captain's orders, but he had this, uh, this agenda to become a sort of God King. And he, he, he was the kind of guy who would do evil acts because of the greater good that he had in his mind. Right. And that's just kind of how I interpreted that. Like he doesn't mind doing murder and, and pillaging and, and burning things down or destroying 
uh, like sacred locations and things like that because he has some kind of ultimate order of peace, very like Palpatine peace or Vader. Kind of. Well, I would say more more Vader. I was about to use yeah. Vader as an example as he is definitely a good example of lawful evil. He's doing it for that a reason he thinks it's going to bring order to the galaxy, which is chaotic. Whereas Palpatine, I started to say, <laughs> Palpatine basically was so conniving and scheming behind the scenes. It's hard for me to think of him that he really cared about the order that he was preaching about. Yeah. I think to me in my, in my, in my process, I think he's more almost chaotic evil in a lot of ways, except he's so manipulative. Yeah. I think that he really, in that, in that alignment system of D and D, I think that, you know, he did what he did because it grew his personal power and he didn't give a shit about anything else. Yeah, I'd call that just, he was probably evil neutral yeah, because he neutral was, neutral evil. wasn't yeah. chaotic, but he was just, yeah, that makes entity. sense. Neutral evil would make, I heard somebody, sense. I don't know where I saw it once, but somebody described uh, online once they described neutral evil is just, you're just selfish. Like you're always yeah. like, you have your own agenda. You have your own thing you're trying to accomplish and you'll use whatever means to get that done. And that totally I, I agree with you, Mike. The whole time I've seen Palpatine in all the movies, I'm like, this dude has something else he's trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. And we, we won't speak of the last Star Wars movie, of course. Right. But, you know, there was one of the things that did come out of that at the end was that he did have this sort of greater purpose in mind, which was immortality. Yeah. So, like, was he creating the Empire and doing all this other stuff in the name of quote-unquote order in order to get the resources available so that he right. could become an immortal. Yeah, yeah mostly, I, mostly it was just for personal gain, and he had no qualms about who he hurt in doing that and basically had no compassion. Right. That, that's what's missing for, from, from him compared to Vader because even Vader, who he is, there was still that seed of compassion within him somewhere. He, he, Vader really did want to bring the universe in yeah. order, right? right? I would even say if we go into the extended universe, dun, dun, dun. Star Wars fact of the day. Look at this back. Um, Look at me. It's not even a sci-fi episode, but we're using, we're using, we're using, <laughs> we're using, we're using Star Wars to, to talk about alignment. I love this. Yeah. But the, I would say that he definitely, there was, there was definitely a neutral evil, but I think he flipped between not, maybe not lawful, but he was deaf. Like he definitely had a purpose for what he was doing. He wanted to unite the galaxy because the, he knew or had a vision. I'm not, I'm blanking on what the actual thing was, but he had a vision or force vision or something that the Yuzhong Vong were coming. Right. And so he needed a united galaxy in order to fight the Yuzhong Vong. Yeah. I mean, I could see that whoever wrote that using his actions from the movies and saying, Hey, you know, with the Yuzhong Vong being involved, like maybe that's what it was. Right. But I think just taking the movies as they were, yeah. what I do know is it definitely feels like he wasn't just trying to bring the universe into order. Like that really did. Yeah. I agree. Vader was, that was his motivation, but seems a little different. You know, it's funny when we're, we're talking about this, I think one of the, rookie mistakes people make when they look at the alignment system is they think that chaotic good is like the greatest form of good. And they think of chaotic evil as being the most evil. And you think about like demons and devils, they're chaotic evil. They're the embodiment of evil. And so chaotic evil must be just evil. Right. Right. But I don't know when I think of like human history, and I think of guys like Stalin or Hitler or whatever, like the most evil guys that have ever lived. I think of them as being lawful evil. Like they, they had a system they were trying to put into place. They, they worked within that system, but they, they brought great evil on the human race through that system. And so I actually think the most dangerous form of evil is lawful evil. No, I would agree with that. I think, I think lawful evil is a very, very dangerous path to go down because it often gets the support of the society. If it's if you're talking about a society that might be lawful evil, so to speak, um, from stemming from their leaders, 
it gets that support of society and people will do things that are not good things that are evil uh you know they will follow orders blindly i mean that's that is literally what look man not everybody in germany was a nazi but everybody bought in to what hitler was selling right as far as the reemergence of germany as a world power but not everybody bought into the Aryan, you know, philosophy or nor did they buy into the extermination of the Jews, but they certainly were compliant in going along with it and complacent in going along with it. And that is an insidious evil. Exactly. Yeah. So that would be the lawful part. Right. Institutionalized. That's why when you go back, when you were talking about demons being chaotic evil, demons actually the chaotic nature for that part is typically that they hate lawfulness because of its restraints on freedom right so it has more to do with that in their context than it does of them just being evil like yeah there's cases where they are just monsters chaotically destroying things but a lot of the like the higher ups of the demons will typically uh they have an agenda and they're part of their nature to want to break down the the um rules and laws of the universe right and in something like D where it's black and white that there's evil and good there has to be an opposing force so if you have like the mechanicus realm where it's all law it's physics right it's all based on mechanics and physics there has to be in in D for it to be balanced in the universe to make sense there has to be something that's diametrically opposed to it right and i think you did, you did a good that's that's very very true like everything you said and i'm glad and I, I like how you brought us back to D and i'm about to take us off that for a second because i want to look at matt for a second over here as the other huge supernatural fan here at the table, hey. Crowley. Mm. Think about Crowley. Crowley goes through several alignment shifts through the entire series. Oh, yeah. But he starts off, I would say, you know, I would say he, he starts off, I would almost say neutral evil as a crossroads demon. Yeah. Becomes the king of hell. Then becomes very lawful evil. He's trying to bring order to a very fractured hell because Lucifer's, you know, in the cage, right? Yeah. And as the show progresses, suddenly he starts becoming actually a little more likable. He starts actually helping the brothers a lot and protecting them because he knows, hey, these guys have stopped three apocalypses. We need these guys. He's telling his own demons, don't kill these guys. You kill the Winchesters, you're going to have to answer to me. And it's kind of interesting, but I don't know. Yeah, I definitely say, like, I, I definitely never see him. I mean, he does a lot of, like, there's things that he does that are, I would say, good but I don't think it's good for like I don't think it's good for the world. I think it's more good for him right. in maintaining that order. So I would say he definitely starts as neutral evil, and I'd say he remains like lawful evil for a long time. I never really see him be like maybe chaotic evil. No, um, never. Not not. I mean, maybe when he gets uh, he, he oh yeah yeah when he gets like I I, I guess we're on his. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I, you guys are like spoiling a bunch. Of, I, I'm like in season three right now. So, <laughs> oh, anyways, well, why don't you go start your own podcast about supernatural, supernatural and you, you blackjack and hookers too while you're at it? Do you know? Do you know? I really hate the fact that Matt knows supernatural as good well as I do. Because I'd love to steal so much of that for Hell Squad. Uh, <laughs> that's hey, and I have taken some stuff. I would be like, I'd love to, I'd I'd be love like, to steal yeah, their plots. This is cool. I've never seen this before. <laughs> Do it, and then I'll just be like, ah, I won't say anything. Yeah, but I'll yeah. be like, oh, I, I, you by the way, Mike is the most brilliant DM ever. I, I don't want my I don't want my D and D nerd card stolen. So I got to retract something I said earlier. I did say devils are chaotic evil, and they're not. They're lawful evil. Right. And right. Uh, I that slipped out. So a uh, couple things I was I was wondering. Two things I'd, I'd like to kind of hit. And the first thing, or one of the two things, is talking a little bit about our individual any characters you've had in the past about how alignment has strongly influenced or played a big part of the storyline of your character and the other thing i was going to ask you do you guys want to break down the alignments individually a little bit or yeah let's let's um 
like maybe name and maybe name an alignment, and then we can all kind of throw in if we have. Yeah, an that's what I was thinking. We just yeah. throw an opinion, but uh, let's start with individual characters. And, and if there's any one character you can think of where alignment was more important, or or at least maybe something happened story wise with a character that uh, involving alignment oh, that absolutely. was important. And I was I'm thinking right now of Karth. So yeah. I don't know if you want to. Oh take yeah. This. yeah, no, I, I you know so in Keenan's Singularity campaign, as we've talked about before. Well, Jesus, I'm sorry, buddy. Mangetsu. Mangetsu. Um, we're playing Singularity now. Mangetsu was before. Um, so in Mangetsu, I played a redemption paladin named Karth, and uh, he obviously was lawful good. And uh, one of my favorite characters I've ever played all time. And it was so fun and rewarding to play this guy that's constantly looking for a diplomatic solution, constantly trying to de-escalate violence. And this is in a campaign. This is Keenan's first full campaign he's ever run. And he is just trying so hard sometimes to throw just crazy violent situations at us. And it was really rewarding, I think, for both of us to spar in that way, right, through the story. And uh, But eventually the viciousness of uh, the ice and the group we were fighting that were very much like Nazis, if I might be so bold as to say, um, and they're just, just unabashedly lawfully evil i mean just doing this terrible thing to this land just taking all the magic out of the land and killing the people and eventually karth just has this moment of this isn't working like i'm not gonna talk these guys down i'm not gonna come up with a diplomatic solution and it pretty much changed his alignment and he actually became an oathbreaker paladin and had to become uh i think he ended up I don't, I don't know if we ever landed on exactly what his alignment was after that but it definitely wasn't lawful good anymore no. you know no Actually, I, I, I think say, it was chaotic good because you were the yeah. you're the embodiment of I'm going to do whatever it takes. At this yeah, that makes sense. To save the land. I'm going to do evil acts to for the greater good, which to me is what I see um, chaotic good as most of the time. And actually, in a lot of ways, I think because we were we were kind of playing twinsies a little bit, right? You were you were a paladin of Torm, and I was war cleric of Torm. War cleric of Torm, and we were we were we were embodying the different. Yeah, oh, I was the open hand the of Torm, and, and you hand. were the closed fist of Torm. Yeah, yeah the closed fist of Torm. And as we kind of switched, as as I watched you switching over, and probably you know, kind of, and your alignment slightly changing, I began to try to direct you back to that path. And in a way, I went from almost being neutral good at that point, which I think, I, yeah, I was neutral good. I went from neutral good to actually be more lawful good by the time the game was yeah. over. And that just sort of naturally happened. Yeah, we naturally didn't, happened. We, we, we didn't, didn't plan we it. We weren't planning yeah. that in any way, yeah. yeah. Now, I ended up making, you know, being the peacekeeper in a lot of, in some situations. But I, see, I, I, I feel like yeah. that's a great example of how the story and how it unfolds changes yeah. the alignment instead of, I know there's a lot of dungeon masters that'll say to a, car- a player, well, you can't do that because that's not your alignment. You right. know? And Keenan never did that. He always encouraged us to go where we thought our characters would go. And then, you know, pe- like you mentioned earlier, people change and situations can change people's morality and change people's way of perceiving, perceiving situations. So, right. you know, I'm a big believer that alignment can change. And I'm not a big fan of like, Man, I'm really tired of not being able to just kill people who piss me off. Yep. So I want to change from lawful good to chaotic good. It's like, well, no, that's not a really good narrative reason no, to do that. It's not but at all. yeah, but I and, and I'm not really a fan of telling people, no, you can't do that. That's not your alignment. I'm not really a big fan of that either, unless it's really extreme and happens all the time. Then, but I would, I'd be like, hey, I think maybe you need to consider. The fact that this is really not your alignment and your alignment has shifted. Yeah, that person doesn't have a good grasp of what yeah. who their character is. Uh, Cody? I almost feel like alignment is best used as a personal thing for the, the player and their character. I agree. And not necessarily something that 
uh, you know, it can be shared with the rest of the group, but I think mostly it should be kept to yourself as a tool to see like, you know, what kind of behavior. I, I almost don't like using evil and good when it comes to alignment. I like the original way of the lawful, the neutral, and the chaotic because that's more like a behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, like I tend to behave chaotically or I tend to behave lawfully. But like the major- unless you're like Skeletor, you don't really walk around going, evil. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, well, and, and to add to that, if you want to talk about like how it works in real life, and I've said this many times, and, yeah. and I think you guys agree, everyone is the hero of their own story, right. right? Like Hitler did not think he was evil. Hitler's like, I'm a great guy that's doing really good things in the world. I'm really progressive he in my awesome. thinking. And it's like, no, you're an evil asshole who will be reviled for all of history, you know, but he could not see that because we are all blinded to our own wickedness in a Her way. Faults. Yeah. Oh, man, that is the preacher and you fucking coming out right there. Well, I'm getting we're ready, I'm getting ready all, to be Reverend Saul in uh, Hell Squad after our this. Own yeah. wickedness. Our nature is sin. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, to, to agree with your point, Cody, every homebrew game I've ever created, and I mean outside of D&D, like just my own games like Nightwatch and, and Dust Devils and a few things that I've run, I've never, ever had an alignment system. Because if you really want to get right down to it, in real life, even the most holy of person can do some really bad things at times. Even the most wicked a person can do some very redeeming things at one time. In real life, we may be we may have a baseline, but we all shift off that baseline constantly. At some point, or well, not constantly. That sounds weird. Like yeah, like tomorrow I'm going to be chaotic good. And to, yeah. no, but you know what I'm saying. We all have moments in our life where we do things completely outside of our character, and some of us will are self aware enough to go, "Ooh, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. That was bad." I really like what you're saying, though. I like the idea of your alignment being the baseline of your. I think of alignment as kind of behavior, right? Like behavior and ideology, I guess. Yeah. But I like the idea of that, you know, the lawful good being like your baseline. But then you have those moments where you do act chaotically or you do act evilly, and those are really dramatic. That is that is the scene in the movie where the hero, um, like they plummet down to the bottom and they got to try and work their way back up. That's a really awesome dramatic moment when things like that happen. I don't like the pigeonholing that people seem to think about their alignment system. Right. Whereas I'm not allowed to do this because I am lawful or because so I not, am. And, and, and actually, okay, if I can just, before John goes, if I could just in, jump in really quick here. When the interesting thing, alignment is fine for mechanical purpose to help you guide things, but it's also one of the, probably the most loosest mechanics in the rule set. Absolutely. And, and it, what's interesting about that, Mike, is compared to second edition, where alignment, like there were literally spells that would affect someone of a certain yeah. alignment differently than it would affect someone else, right? So it was more mechanically ingrained and, and, and they have gone with a more narrative approach in 5e, which I think is the way to go. Um, but one of the values of alignment that I would say is, especially for new players, because when you have a new player that's maybe you've never role played before, it's kind of it's kind of a good way to say, hey, you know, Cody, you're new to D and D. You've never role played before. Um, you've chosen to be a, a lawful good paladin. So let me explain what that would mean. And then, like as a DM, you can kind of break down for him. And so then, when you're playing, and suddenly you want to like the little kid that pelted you with a snowball, and you're like, well, I will smite him. You know, like mm-hmm. the DM can say, well, actually, Cody, remember we discussed you being lawful good and how you wouldn't do that. And then you can go, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's I think it's a good. Um, mm-hmm. 
it's like a good guide for new players, especially, right. but I agree as you get better and better at role playing, you can have these more complex, more moral ev- you know, evolutions in your character that really do break the mold of what alignment yeah, is all I, about. Yeah, I, I agree with that totally. So let's, uh, let's gonna get back a little bit and see if anybody else has any stories about characters that were alignment became pertinent to your storyline. But uh, first, we're, we're going to take a really quick break because I heard that there is a certain champion of booze. Here? Yeah. Who actually has something to say to our, to our listeners. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Hi, friends. This is your favorite half-orc barbarian, Chud. Chud likes stories, and nobody does stories like the gang at Strange New Worlds. They're almost as good as my bard buddy, Sick Daddy. Hey, hey. His name is Sigdad. Sigdad. Shut up, Boblin. Anyways, you can go to their website. It's a website. Okay, so don't know what it is. And download free adventure shops and other goodies. You can even give them some money, too. They got a free pet shop. You know Chud loves pets. You can even get my favorite adventure of all time, The Quest for Booze. That's the one where I met my best friends, Sario and Day Day. Hey, hey, hey. His name is Diego. Shut up, Bolin. He's my best friend. Hey, is that my echo fish in your pocket? Uh-oh, that's my cue to go. Oh, come here, you stinker. Everyone else, go to snwproductions.com today. Faboos! Faboos! Oh, man, I think... Uh, wow, that was a treat. I think I think Chud was not too happy with Boblin. Well, I mean, I think that goblin had it coming, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so does anybody else have any 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 moments where you really felt that, that alignment was pertinent to your character or anything that happened along the lines? Because I've only had a couple, actually, in my life in, in my, my lifetime because <laughs> I have played D&D since the moment I came out of the womb. I mean, like, my dwarf Numlock was a lawful good, but I never, like, his alignment was lawful good on the paper, and I played him as, like, this kind of, the goodest boy kind of mm-hmm. guy. Right. Um, but he was very much like stupid good instead of, <laughs> <laughs> instead of lawful stupid, he was just stupid good. He was, yeah. S- he was SG. Yeah. <laughs> Oops, I love that. Cause that completely and perfectly explains numlock. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love num num. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, for me, obviously we've talked about this in the past. I think, I think we have, so I'm starting to blur together what we've actually talked about in these episodes. I had one, kind of almost alignment shift when we were where we were playing um uh the original rod the homebrewed rod yeah when i was playing momoto and john broke my fucking sword which you know i'm, I'm samurai man like i am so tied to this damn well sword. you, you okay, rolled I, a one and then you rolled like a one on the effects yeah chart, okay, so. okay i broke my sword with some really bad bad cody rolling and uh <laughs> he just he just smirks at me it wasn't me cue the screaming goat uh in in a little bit because remember i kind of played it like he was lost and i think there were a couple moments within that that uh i kind of was i did not do the normal kind of lawful good things i would do just because i was so lost but it wasn't really extreme the most extreme really came from um chauvin oh yeah in when we were playing curse or curse of stride yeah curse of stride and the moment i basically i played my character neutral good the entire time you know, right? I'm in there. I'm having a good time. And lighthearted, too. And lighthearted, too. Having a, having a fantastic time before that dark, dark place changed them. But it was that moment because of my background with my sister's death that I caused from a wild surge and about how I protected children and always thought of children needing protect, protection from us, basically from adults. And then when we came across the uh, 
villager who killed that kid and we tried to save the kid and we couldn't revive the kid and right in the middle of just everything everybody's talking and i just take out my and we got him on his hands and knees in front of us and i just take out my knife and i just slit his throat and it was you know, kind of a moment where everybody's like what? whoa 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 what are you doing kind yeah, of moment. you could have heard a pen drop in the room yeah and honestly that was well within his background well within the character itself but it did shift me to that point where i really at that moment started playing chaotic good through the rest then that's I, to this day right as we're in lich war when i look at at Chauvin, when I think about how he's going to react to things, he reacts very chaotically good. He does things that he thinks is for the best, regardless of whatever of what anybody else thinks. Well, you recently had that choice in the yeah. campaign where you know you have Elminster offering for you to join him, but we're gonna we're gonna stop uh, Vecna the the right way. We're not gonna work right. with the bad guys. We're gonna we're gonna do it the good guy way with the Harpers, and then you have Morton Kanan going, listen work with me we're going to stop them but we're going to work with the bad guys and we're going to you know maybe do some bad things but in the, at the end we're going to be able to stop vecna more effectively and chauvin chose to go on with morgan canaan yeah yeah and that was playing that chaotic good that's i mean I, i've strongly based a lot of his decisions in the campaign from the moment that i slid that dude's throat to now into this campaign are based off of he's going to do what he thinks is the right thing to do he knows he may make mistakes but he doesn't really give a shit how everybody else reacts to him the only one he probably really cares about it would, would would be Keenan. Like he would, that's the only person in the party that he really, truly like. You know, like if I do something that's so outside of my character, and and you were to grab me and take me aside and say, "What is wrong with you?" That I would listen to you. Like I don't think I'd listen to anybody else. But anybody else with the character stuff? Or? Well, I mean, I've talked about it a couple of times. I think on the podcast about my character Reginald, uh, Lord Lord Reginald Walton. Um, who is a gunslinger, and uh, basically he comes from a code of was came from a code of investigators. Uh, that's what I called it. Um, and basically he was lawful neutral. Uh, we lived in a city where, you know, kind of similar to um, Sigil, or I believe there's a city in Ebron uh, as well. I think it, just in Ebron in general, uh, where good and evil can coexist together. You could have a beholder who's just chilling in the city, not <laughs> uh, chilling in the city and not doing evil things. Maybe he's doing good things. Um, but then we got into... Uh, Str- the Strahd campaign, and I guess ev- I think everybody in the Strahd campaign had an alignment shift of some. Dude, we, uh, yeah, we, that, that that place fucked our heads over bad. Yeah, and so there was that moment when uh, we were about to enter the Amber Temple, and I had gotten a vial of demon blood, uh, and as I was looking at Strahd Castle, I took a drink of that demon blood, got my uh, uh, demon demon arm, and at that moment, Reginald kind of shifted to seeing that I can't use the law to beat this this man i can't this vampire i can't use a law i've got to do whatever i can take whatever powers i need to kill him and so then we went to the Amber temple all those different dark powers came out of that and uh, he took every single one he could uh and then eventually we make our way around to him trying to get back to lawful neutral and didn't happen went to the abyss and then made a pact with zariel and i think at that moment he became lawful evil um, we had a couple moments in that in the new campaign where I killed people we didn't need to kill just so I could get souls to bring back to Zario. Um, and now, thankfully, hope, hopefully, he's back to his, his maybe, maybe neutral. I would say neutral right now. Um, yeah, but I agree. I agree. Definitely, definitely I think- a lot of shifts with him. Yeah. Um, all good, too. All tied to the narrative, too. Yeah, yeah I think so, too. Uh, so do we want to break down the alignment as it is in the book a little bit, or do we want to talk about kind of our own interpretations of 
those rules because they're pretty you know they're pretty laid out in front of us oh, yeah if people want to go to what is it page 122 yeah. yeah 120 i think it is yeah, yeah. Go, if you want to go in the player's handbook and read it you can read their version but i think we should hear what strange new world's version of i kind of think are. we yeah. should too i think that might be actually fun kind of thinking about uh what we think so um, we definitely like name pop culture characters too. oh sure yeah. Yeah, yeah that would help yeah. i mean so we'll stop at the, let's start at the top of the order with lawful good lg oh yeah Oh yeah. Um, so when I think of lawful good, it's one of my favorite alignments. I think of obviously the the classic, you know, goodly paladin uh, who has a code, and you know, I know fifth edition kind of changed it so that you have a specific code based on your oath. But I think back to second edition, which is where I was first exposed to lawful good, and you had to be lawful good to be a paladin. You could not be another alignment. If you became another alignment you were no longer a paladin, right? And so I think of that that paladin that follows the law and he never breaks from it no matter what and, you know, just sort of that classic guy. Lawful good is trash and a total cop-out for doing anything cool with your character. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, super righteous and everything I do is good. Well, so I'm also One a Superman fan and I think of Superman as being lawful good. Oh, yeah. He One is. Which, by the way, character. I think Batman is too. Yeah, he, I was going to say, I, I think Batman say, is I too. I think Batman's very lawful good to be absolutely honest. I think it depends on which interpretation of He's got his own code, but he never... I mean, think about but it. You we, think we, lawful we, is being a, a code. It's an order of sorts. We have discussed how many times have we discussed if Batman would just kill the Joker, he would save thousands and thousands of lives, but he has this order. He believes that Joker has to be brought to justice, the justice of Gotham. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I agree. I think I think that Batman is literally a pendulum that swings between chaotic and lawful because he does follow that code there, but he's also the guy that has a uh, kill plan for every member of the Justice League. That's <laughs> kind of chaotic, like to be able to think that this uh, might. Happen. I don't know. If that's I don't think chaotic. It's chaotic. I think How that is that lawful. Well, no. So lawful doesn't mean like follow the law. Lawful no, means you that. are predictable. So so he's got. It's lawful in the way that he has got a kill plan. If they ever go rogue, if they ever go off the, you know, if they ever go nuts, if they ever, if they ever know, go chaotic, if they ever go chaotic, that's his, that's why he has the plan. It's not like he wants to enact it. He's not planning on that because he, he's got this kill plan, right? If he was lawful evil, he might just say, screw it. I'm killing all these suckers, you know? So. Also, he has a plan to stop himself too. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's yeah. true. The, the code, the, you know, the, to your point, it's not the law, right? It's, it's, there is an, a code that he has in his head and he's true to that code. No matter what a chaotic person would break away from the code, maybe because of an emotional reaction or something. Right. Yeah. Um, but Superman and him are actually the same. And that's why, the, that's why I always think it's funny when you have the whole Superman versus Batman being a thing, you know, like they're really just the same guy. It just different, different sides of the same coin in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah, and I yeah. think, and it's a very lawful coin. Going back to like the predictability of lawful, there are a lot of interpretations of the Joker abusing the Batman's predictability ness yeah. um, by like you know forcing Batman into like to pick a make a choice right. between like killing something or 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 not killing something, and but a worse circumstance happens if you don't kill the thing. We know Batman Batman won't kill, so Joker abuses Batman's predictability with his code. In a lot of different versions of the comic books, I, I think for me the ultimate lawful good character goes back to my love of Arthurian lore and it's Lancelot. Oh yeah, I mean the, his 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 weakness, you know, his love for Guinevere brings him down, yeah. but everything else he does is always by the the, the code of chivalry. Mm-hmm. It's always in loyalty to his king, and even with the stuff he does concerning her, is really in loyalty to her too. 
in a lot of ways. So that's that's my 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 pick for the ultimate lawful good character. Yeah, good choices. Uh, so neutral good, you know, folks that do kind of the best they can to help people, you know, according to their needs, according to the book. What do we think? Is it like like an overall like like world like level kind of good? Like would like let's like global warming is trying to fix global warming neutral good? Well, if you're an eco terrorist, it'd but, be chaotic yeah. good, right? Right. I, I don't. I think neutral good to me is kind of a almost like kind of a weird alignment. I don't think it's realistic. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think the neutral good is actually the majority of people. I think the majority of people, they, you know, they want to do good in the world, but they're not like crazy about it. And right. they're not necessarily draconian about following a code to do it. Right. I think neutral good actually just describes most people in existence, honestly. Yeah, it almost sounds sense. like lazy good. You don't go out of your way to do good, but you don't go out of your way to do bad either. That'd be neutral. Well, you, you, I guess you help. Sure. I, you, I guess you help people to the best of your ability. Yeah. You know, because some of us don't have the resources possibly to do all the things we'd like to do. I mean, I'd I would, love to end world hunger. I don't have the resources for that. Yeah, I would say it's it's kind of like I want to do good in the world, but either I don't have the resources or I don't. Like, I will do good if something if an opportunity presents itself to me. I will do good in that moment, but I'm not going to go seek out maybe that good. I mean, it could be that could be it as well, but I think it's more of like you're neutral, you're steady, you're going to not seek it out. You're going to wait till it comes to you yeah. and then do good. Well, there's been more books written than anyone could ever read about yeah. what is good, what is evil, do they right. even exist, whatever. But I think at its core for me, my definition is evil is really selfishness, right? Like good goodness is focusing on things outside yourself. And then uh, evil is focusing only on that which is important to yourself, right? So a person who is lawful evil is using a system to get what's best for them, right? Or their vision of the world. Um, a chaotic evil person only cares about getting what they want, you know, the demon that just wants to slake his right. thirst, you know? Um, but I think when you talk about neutral good, I think, again, I'm, maybe I'm being optimistic, but I think most people, you know, they want to love their families. They want to be, you know, a good member of their society. They, you know, they're not necessarily to your point trying to save the world or anything like that. Um, I think an adventurer that just maybe they're okay with the, you know, a little bit of a, you know, under the table activity here and there in their adventures, but ultimately they're trying to save the village, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, that's a neutral good person, you know? Yeah. So let's move on to uh, chaotic good. You creatures that act as their conscience directs uh, with little regard to what others expect of them. And for me, I think I think that's how Han Solo starts off in the first Star Wars movie. You think he starts out as chaotic good? Yeah, I think so. If you think about it. He's an illegal smuggler. Yeah. Yeah, but that's what was good about him at the beginning. Uh, at the beginning, well, I don't know. I'm just he was saying in everything for himself. I think at the end, you're totally right. Yeah, well, maybe that's what yeah. I'm thinking of. Well, well, what would he be? Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. I, but to me, well, maybe that's what, what I should say. Maybe I, I'm sorry. Thank you for correcting me. I was wrong. <laughs> no, you just surprised me. <laughs> I was wrong. I'm thinking about Han Solo at the end. He does actually kind of turn out to be chaotic good. But I'm also thinking some deep lore to stuff, some expanded universe stuff where he does he does do a lot of good things sure. in the previous what what leads up to that yeah. but he always does as his conscience dictates too so mm -hmm. i mean it's definitely a good example is just yeah your conscience is dick you're dictating like you it feels good so you're gonna you were good and you're gonna you know you're doing a good deed uh in that moment but you're not gonna let something that's like you don't have a code to do it you're not like oh i'm gonna follow this code or i'm gonna follow uh these set of rules it's more of your own conscience yourself yeah well, i cool. think it could also be that you're willing to take hard actions as well Take one for the team? No, as in like you're willing, if it's the, um, 
if you had to, if you were given the choice, right, or you were forced into a situation where you had to choose between two horrible circumstances, but one was better for maybe a majority or something right. that you believed yeah, in, yeah, for sure, you would ha- you would be able to make. Yeah, that you're choice. spot on. Or you're willing to do that right now. It's like almost like I wouldn't say Thanos because it was a fifty-fifty, but if someone was like gave up twenty percent of the universe for the rest to be happier or in better condition. That could be chaotic, right? Well, I would, I, I would action. think that maybe if you ask Thanos what his alignment is, he'd probably say chaotic good. You know what I mean? Because he thought he was doing truly, he thought he was doing a good thing for everybody, right? Should we call him up? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, man. I don't know. I, I, you know, the character that comes to my mind about chaotic good is the Punisher because he'll just kill whoever he's got to kill. He'll blow up whatever he's got to blow up. He'll do whatever he's got to do in order to stop the bad guys and, right. and get revenge on the bad guys and make them pay for the evil they did. You know, to me that the Punisher is definitely chaotic good. Whereas Captain America is lawful good. Yeah. I think uh, I, I agree with that. Actually, the but, vast majority probably of a lot of anime protagonists are chaotic. Good. Right. They're always yeah. the character that is, you know, the, the, the bully at school says something insulting to the shy guy and then the protagonist walks in and just punches the dude in the face. Is that unpredictability just kind of like, I'm going to, you said something mean, I'm going to punch you in the face and now I'm going to go kill these demons over here five minutes later. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I guess Japanese people just love the chaotic good protagonist. Yeah. And I think we already kind of talked about neutral good, at least what my opinions were on neutral good being, you know, individuals that act in accordance to laws, traditions, personal codes. And they give an example of the monk uh, and wizards, actually, and some wizards, too. Neutral good or true neutral? Uh, lawful neutral. Lawful neutral. Yeah. Okay. And I kind of think that that is true. I think that, to me, that at least, because their definitions in 5e are definitely a lot looser. Sure. And I would think, to me, that I, I can definitely see the monk being that. Oh, yeah. Because I think the monk, a true monk's going to want to do, is going to follow the laws of, 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 of and code. He's going to find the codes of his of his order, right? Right. Uh, and he's going to probably follow the laws of his land most likely, but he's also going to be, if those, if those codes, uh, basically conflict, the laws conflict with his codes, he's going to go with those codes first. And then he's also looking for that enlightenment thing. So I think it's kind of an interesting alignment to me. Cause it's really interesting. Yeah. You don't, you don't hear about it a lot. I, yeah, I think, don't, th- I don't know too many people play lawful neutral. No, I, that might be a challenge I take on at some yeah. point. That's actually really interesting. Um, yeah, I, I think a lot of like bureaucrats and stuff, mm-hmm. like, you know, people that are like, you know, like they just, they're just trying to be they're They're trying to play their role in the system and they, you know, they don't want to cause too much trouble and they don't care if the guy they're working for is a tyrant or if he's a benevolent guy, they just want to make sure that the grain is uh, correctly accounted for. And you know, those kind of guys, but I, I'd be, I'd take it as a personal challenge to, maybe come up with an interesting lawful neutral guy. Cause that would be, yeah, would, I think you know, you know what I, I think of uh Morgan Canaan actually. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I can, I can see that. And, and, uh, or ZX. So potentially I'm, I'm kind of rushing us along a little bit because we are getting running a little longer than normal. So true new, neutral, neutral, just neutral. Or it, I think you used to be called true neutral. I don't know, man. I kind of have a hard time with this one because who the hell is ever that neutral? What they basically say in, in 5e, it's uh, someone who doesn't want to take on the moral questions, get involved with the moral questions. I got well, somebody. I they're got gonna, somebody. They're going to do, they're going to do, do the things that seem best at the time. Sounds like a homeless dude. No, no. I was going to say the dude from Big Lebowski. <laughs> yeah, maybe the dude is definitely uh, a, tr- a true neutral. Oh, fuck it. You know what? Not to get political, but maybe most Americans are really true neutral in a lot of way. I'm just talking about the middle swath of Americans who, who re- we're, e- we're neither far left or far right. We're maybe not even left or right. 
we're somewhere in the middle about the way we think about things because I consider myself that be that one. And I wonder if that's. See, I call you neutral good though. I think your overall. Okay, good. You're, oh, you, dude, you're jumping ahead because I was about to say before <laughs> this is over, we're gonna we're gonna talk about what each of our alignments is, but not that we decide that others decide for oh, us. Okay. <laughs> I think I mean neutral, that's true cool. neutral would be. I mean, it's druid. I mean, not all druids oh, okay. are that way. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say all, like, I'm, I'm sure there are some druids who are evil, and maybe that's an evil of, you know, I want to save the, the forest, so I'm going to do evil to do that, or I want to save the forest, I want to do good, but I think a lot of druids, what the concept is, is I want to maintain the balance of everything, so I will do good, I will do evil, whatever maintains the balance of the world. So would you say a true neutral person is someone who is mm -hmm. maybe fixated on something that's not a morality question? Yeah. Like maybe I'm the guardian of this library and my family for five generations has been charged to guard this library. And that means I will do good or evil to, so long as the end result is the library is protected. And that would be a true neutral person. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so okay, they would, okay. they I think would, that's a perfect example of true neutral. Yeah. I like that, John. Because it doesn't have to do with evil or good. It's just purely like this one thing that you're fixated on to... Or is it lawful neutral? Oh my God, I'm so confused. <laughs> no, because I, I would say... <laughs> well, I think there's, there's, there's shades. There's so many yeah, different shades. Definitely Alignment is a spectrum. Right. <laughs> That's true, actually. Uh, so chaotic neutral. Creatures that follow their whims, holding their personal freedom above all else. That was Ravana. That was? To a T. Yeah. Like she was really about her personal whims at the time and not above manipulating people if she needed to, sowing some seeds of chaos, telling telling a lie, making a promise she didn't intend to keep, those kind of things. But uh, w what can you think as far as like in, in larger larger geek society, movies, TV, books? You know what I'm going to say? Deadpool. Deadpool. We got Deadpool for sure. Oh, yeah. Actually... No, I, yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I, guess. I mean, he's he, he will do he, the movie version. He's kind of good. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I would like say in the comics, he's definitely yeah not. <laughs> he's chaotic neutral for sure. Well, you know, my first dungeon master I ever had Keith. Which uh, Keith, if you were hearing this, uh, you were a dick. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> but he did teach me a little bit about D anD D, uh, and so for Keith. the two sessions I played with him, um, but he described it to me as chaotic neutral is like the joker you know what i mean the joker just does whatever the joker wants to do and he doesn't care about how it affects anybody he just chaotic neutral people they just do what they want to do and it's really not a morality thing with them it's just doing whatever they want to do for whatever their motivation is in that moment yeah so but his actions always end up evil yeah but that's just how yeah. society that's interprets how, it. Well, that's how we no, that's how he's i don't think robbing a bank is ever or shooting could be interpreted or putting as bombs good. into things like that's not or poisoning people he's doing that for evil purposes because he enjoys but is that. he is he doing it because he's like yeah this is like skeletor like this is evil i love doing evil or is he doing it because he's like this is funny i'm the joker and this is funny and society I, is i haven't a, seen him do something that was funny that was good he but wants jo to the joker is specifically an anti-society character so I society guess. has no choice but yeah. to interpret him as evil yeah like if he's I'm, doing I'm, things against the majority of people which would be society that are evil that would make him evil Just i definitely he doesn't see it that way it doesn't mean that in general what he's doing hmm. isn't objectively evil I'd be, that's that's going back to saying well everything is neutral then because it's all about what right. their perspective is yeah, right because i think of he i think of the the, the christian bale batman series where alfred explains that the gem the gem uh the thief and how the thief was just stealing mm -hmm. gems just to throw them away um and that's seeing that he basically saying that you know the joker wants to watch the world burn and he's going to do whatever he wants to do just just at his whim but it's always going to be an evil thing right i don't think he's ever going to do something that's good it's at the suffering of others yeah and it's, yeah. it's his own selfish need to do it 
And before we move on to the next one, Keith, if you're listening, we do know that people change. And um, <laughs> no, you didn't change, Keith. No, and, and you know, and, too spoiled. And I guess you're this a is jerk. I guess this is where I should tell John that he's a top tier Patreon uh, subscriber. Keith, I'm so sorry, buddy. I'm so proud of your your evolution as a person. <laughs> Okay, I think we've kind of co- we already kind of covered lawful evil a little bit. Yeah, talked about that quite a bit with Darth Vader and, and some of the other evil people working for order in society. Evil, evil, uh, neutral evil. I mean, we kind of covered that one too. Yeah, we kind of covered Palpatine. that too. And then chaotic evil. I mean, that's that's just that's easy, man. That's a uh, you know arbitrary violence. You know, psychopaths, greed, psychopaths, sociopaths. People sure. love to see other people hurt and yep. burn I it ki- all. I kill, therefore I am. Yeah, I kill for the. I, I did play a character in a Marvel superheroes campaign where we were all playing villains and i was a psychopath uh what the hell was my name i can't oh i can't remember it was something really really you know it was that that total marvel 90s you know fucking bloodbath you know (laughs) carnage slayer whatever the hell it was but anyways i I did play one of those characters and i want to say that was difficult to play and i literally had to uh, and beth's character was basically playing kind of a little bit of a manipulator and she controlled me for her own purposes she knew how to to get me to do let loose this violence It was hard to play. I could imagine. Well, I was going to ask you guys before we get to the last thoughts here is, you know, the book even says, the player's handbook even says, be careful if you're going to choose an evil alignment for your character because it's hard for evil characters to get along well with other characters. I mean, they don't even really get along with other evil characters and then put put one evil person in a group of good people, which I think every campaign we've run, we've had some form of that pop up. Uh, Maybe not Mangetsu. I don't think it did or currently in Singularity it's not. But in almost every other campaign, I feel like we've had at least one person at the table that has neutral evil or, you know, whatever. And it does create problems. I mean, what y'all's thoughts on not rolling evil characters? I definitely think that I like the way the Adventures League kind of pans it out, uh, which is, you know, they say you can be all the good alignments, all the neutral alignments. You cannot be chaotic evil. You cannot be neutral evil, which, you know, is a rule just to make it so that the table's not like some guy comes to the table as the Joker and just starts killing right. all the characters. Um, but I mean, it says you can be lawful evil. And I think that that lawful evil character, it's definitely that devil character of like you're right. manipulating everybody to do what you want. But you're or, cooperating. Exactly. You're cooperating and slowly, but then maybe like, There'll be that one moment, kind of like Ravana. There'll be that one moment where you're like, "This is where I flip. This is where I finally enact my plan and I show that I'm evil and kill the party, or you know, whatever it is." <laughs> but I think lawful evil is definitely something you can play. You just got to play it. You got to play it right. You yeah, can't I mean, just yeah. Oh, Venic was always lawful evil the whole time, and you know, and no point. I didn't. I was the only motherfucker that didn't betray the party. That's true. Right. <laughs> like part of that was the lawfulness, but you can play evil. It's, it's if you, it depends on what you want to consider evil and it, and what you want to do. That's evil. Cause like I was a necromancer and I was willing to, you know, chop up corpses and piddle graves and stuff. And that's evil. But like, I wasn't like, Oh, I'm going to turn Timmy into a flesh puppet. Like, <laughs> right. and that's why it worked that way. Cause if you play, when you play lawful evil, you can play gray shades of evil, not just pure black. Right. Well, that's the best thing about Venick is Venick never thought he was evil at all. He thought he was, I, I mean, I don't know if he did. Like, I don't know if that was in your mind, but as whenever, like we brought up necromancy of being like, that's whoa, man, like necromancy. He strikes me as a type that would think the whole question of good and evil is yeah. like below him. Like that's true. Yeah. He was, he was, had a high enough intelligence stat to realize that people would consider him evil and probably selfish, but so he just rolled with it? That, he didn't, that it didn't matter. He didn't he care. Didn't, it, yeah. When he figured he died, he wouldn't be facing divine judgment. It was 
Shades of gray to him. But All right. So let, let's let's start wrapping it up, guys. And instead of final thoughts, this is what we're going to do. Mm. Uh, we're going to go around the table, and you guys are going to name not not the not the person who's getting named, but you're going to name you're going to name what their alignment is. We'll start with Matt. Matt. And we like every one of us says what he is. Oh, you, well, just one of us doesn't matter. Oh, okay. we, I think matter is neutral good. I was going to say yeah, neutral good. Say yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah. Totally neutral good. Yeah, you're not like crazy about it, but you're like you just generally you're good dude. Tell you impersonate me when I'm not here. That's and just then you're chaotic evil. evil. He's just good, good. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, y'all? <laughs> Let me get my banjo. <laughs> that was Matt, guys. That wasn't me. In case you're confused. Yeah, because yeah, John doesn't play the banjo. He he plays the the ju- ju- juice harp. Yes, yeah. I thought it was a spittoon. Doing a doing no slip. No, I just blow into the moonshine jug. Okay, got three X's on it. All right, all right, Cody. What's Cody's alignment? Oh, I want to take this one. Yeah, go for it. Because, and I hope we're all friends when this is over. Yeah, you are chaotic. Good, my friend. I didn't see that. Yeah. I thought that was a bit more predictable. Predictable. No, I think you are yeah. kidding. Kidding. Yeah. Kidding. Yeah. Good. You, yeah. you, your passions run very deep. You just yes. you're constantly keeping them under wraps. Yeah. So, well, but. it wasn't so lazy. <laughs> Tired, <laughs> baby. Imagine Tired, all the yeah. things I could do in the world if I just got out of yeah. bed. No, you're you're probably you have you have you like I said your passions run deep, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Key, man. I'm, I'm too I, close to him to answer this question. I mean, Keenan's lawful evil, but he's like mm. good rising. It's like a horoscope thing with the moon. Yeah. That's, he's made me more evil. I feel like I've made him 3% more good in I think so. five I think years. Sort of yeah, I mean, I, from, I guess, a little bit of a less knowing, I would say chaotic neutral. Um, okay. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean... I don't think you would do evil like you wouldn't. I don't, I don't like. I don't. I don't feel like you would be. I don't know. I think it would depend. I mean, it's shades of gray too. I mean, it's not. We're not all going to be like. You're not always going to be chaotic neutral. But I don't think you'd be selfish enough to do anything selfish amongst all of us. Because um, I, I mean, you're a good guy. So I would. That's I would, part of my lawful code. I, I <laughs> no, think. I think. I, look. Me. I think ultimately, though, you are actually lawful neutral because you have an internal code that you follow. Like you're very loyal to your friends, mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily apply that code to people that you just met in the street. Keenan will cut somebody yeah. for his people. You, you have to earn yeah. the loyalty, but once you have it, you're in a good place. All right. Before we get any deeper in the hole, Jonathan. Oh boy. DM Rockfist. He's lawful good. I think yeah, I, would say I saw that good. coming. I yeah, think you're I'd lawful good too. God game. damn it. I wear it like a badge. I think you're lawful good. He's, too, he's a pastor. Man. No, he's for, lawful facing. I beg you not to say anything else, my friend. <laughs> well, leave it at that. You know too much. <laughs> but uh, look, look, no, no, I'm going to say lawful good. And I'm going to say because at the end of the day, no matter how tempted you may be to be another way, you know, the, you know, wrong from right. And you always choose right. It's a curse, man. Yeah. You know, it, it does come back to like, I grew up watching Superman. I grew up watching the George Reeves black and white Superman and watched it like from the age of a toddler on. And there was something about that. There's a code, there's right, there's wrong. You always defend the weak. You always stand up for people who can't stand up for themselves. Like that just got into my DNA and it's never fully left as hard as I've tried or as hard as Keenan's tried to get it out of me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> the evil corrupting. So, and then last, definitely not least. Nope. No, not at all. <laughs> if I say so myself, you're uh, chaotic good. 
chaotic good. Yeah. Chaotic good. Neutral good. Neutral good? I'd say chaotic, chaotic good. good. Actually, I'm going to be totally contrarian here. You're chaotic Greek. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that's true. <laughs> I want to say that's actually my real true. answer yeah. is going to shock you because I know I said neutral good earlier, but that was just a, that was not a well thought out answer. You're actually, I think you're lawful good too, man. I know, I know you don't want to hear that, but you're lawful good in the sense that you do have a certain code in your head and you're really true to it. It's true. You're I really mean, consistent with it. That is true. I do have a, I, I do have a code ethic, a code of, code of ethics at which is a little bit of combination of what my power, how my parents raised me a little bit of combination of Star Trek, like you growing up watching Superman, I grew up as a little kid watching Star Trek reruns, original series. And there's that whole book, everything I, I learned in life, I, I learned from watching Star Trek. I really believe that. Like a lot of my moral and ethical codes, the fact that they, they aligned with the way my parents raised me too, definitely doubly reinforced a lot of that stuff about equality for people and and in uh, just doing the right thing. Even when the right thing fucking hurts you, sometimes you still have to do it and you just gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta, you gotta suck it up. I know that you're going to get hurt doing the right thing. And that sometimes you're going to, you're going to screw up. I don't think I'm a paladin as you've called me sometimes. <laughs> I'm definitely not a paladin. I've definitely done you're a paladin of booze. Bad thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I will accept that. I'm a paladin of booze for sure. Uh, all right. So that was an interesting conversation. This is the longest podcast we've ever recorded. This is, but I think alignment is a very interesting topic. It's a great topic. You know, I think there's so much we didn't even say no, about alignment. So much honestly. to talk about. Uh, so if you liked what you heard here, uh, please drop on by our Patreon page and help us keep this going and help us keep bringing you some really good supplements. This month, we've released two shops already, uh, Pillows Pets, and we, uh, oh, sorry, almost released two shops. This week, we're releasing Tapestry Tattoos. Uh, we released uh, an adventure of Twilight of the Dead, and we're going to have a new class at the end of the month. Which, which is, is coming. Going to absolutely. <laughs> Shit. I wish I would have, I should have queued up Season of the Witch, and I could have had that playing at the end. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks for joining us, uh, and you guys all take care out there. Thanks, guys. Love for good people unite. Pathetic.